Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Mildred Tassoni with Keller Williams Greater Nassau Realty, and I have Jason Marcus with Continental Home Loans and Carrie Hartnett with Keller Williams um, in Portland, Oregon. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. What for today's show? What we're going to do, uh, Jason? You're in Los Angeles. Is that where you are today? Uh, I am in Orange County, California, so just outside of Newport Beach. Okay, great. So what you're going to do is we're going to start off with some little more, uh, not some little, with some mortgage information. Um, you'll fill us in on I, what they're working on currently. Um, then we realize you have to leave. But then Carrie and I will chat with uh, how the market is in Oregon. And also, she's involved with the uh, National Association of Women Realtors and some of the local groups she's with, and she'll give us some of her background about what's going on there and with the, the different groups. So, um, so Jason, um, you want to start off with, uh, you know, the latest on what's going on in Congress and the Senate and with the home buyers information. Sure. Uh, first off, I'm Jay Marcus. I work for a mortgage bank in Long Island, uh, New York, uh, called Continental Home Loans. And I've uh, been in the business for uh, over 10 years now and obviously uh, love it and will continue to do it until I uh, retire. <laughs> um, in regards to the tax credit, um, this is obviously on everybody's mind. Um, one of the things that we were very concerned about was this um, approaching date of November 30th, um, a lot of people um, that have put in applications over the last few days um, were kind of in jeopardy of not being able to get that credit. Um, thankfully, it seems that Congress is going to extend it till at least April at this point in time. So that's great news for everybody, and they're planning on raising the income limits. The income limits were for first-time home buyers. Um, 75,000 for a single individual and 150 for a couple, where now I believe that it's going to be raised to 125,000 for a single individual and 250,000 for income for a couple. So that's going to open up the window, especially in areas like um, mine and Mildred's where, you know, the, the average cost of houses are in high threes into the fours, into the fives. Um, a lot of people were to qualify for that needed to make more than the income requirements for the $8,000 tax credit, and they were getting um, sliding scales down, and a lot of times half a quarter of what the $8,000 credit is. This is going to open up the window for a lot of people in our market that are first-time home buyers to actually get the full credit. They're also um, allegedly passing a $6,500 tax credit for people that um, aren't first-time home buyers but are just buying in this period of time also. That's something, as I get the verbiage and uh, I get the printouts in regards to the actual language that Congress passes, more or less, more likely for next show, I'll get into a little bit more of the specifics on it, but from what I'm seeing now, this seems to be where it's moving, which is great because now um, for people like myself, people like Mildred on those clients that have yet to purchase something, um, now it's not a matter of, oh my God, I just missed my opportunity, the door's shut, this is going to keep it going. And for us, 
really going to be powerful stuff because of um, the tendencies, at least in the Northeast, and we'll discuss if this is kind of obviously, you know, in Oregon, if they also have, um, like we do, a stall in the market as we get into the winter months. Um, obviously, New York climate, cold, less people going out. So generally, rule of thumb is less buyers are going to go out there looking for houses when it gets cold out, when the weather starts to turn bad. Now with this incentive taking us to April, this is going to, for at least myself and Mildred in the northeast sector, it's going to be really, really great because it's going to get buyers out there looking, and uh, obviously we can do more business. So that's really a great thing. The interest rate front, still at unbelievable levels. Like teetering around that five cent mark, um, it's been pretty consistent, pretty local. Um, on a day-to-day basis. You know, maybe it dips a little below five, a little below five, but still between the tax credit and um, interest rates being as ridiculously low as they are, it's been phenomenal. Um, one last piece I'd like to give you guys is um, in New York, um, Sony May, um, which is basically a um, state-run organization which gives out mortgages um, had something called the MCC credit. I know other states like Texas, um, they also have this where it was giving incentives to um, buyers, uh, first-time home buyers, where they were getting an additional credit on top of the credit that they were getting from the federal government. Uh, I wouldn't pay much focus in it because after six weeks, Sony May got inundated with applications and has shut that down. So that was a little bit of a disappointment, but I'll keep you, uh, the viewing audience posted because I don't believe this is – I believe it's a suspension of the MCC, not an actual uh, – they they're not getting rid of it. So when that pops its uh, head back out, hopefully on the flip side of, uh, of 2010, I'll uh, – let the listening audience know that we're back in with in New York anyway, an additional incentive for first-time homebuyers. Um, Jason, I have a couple questions, and then Carrie, if you have some too. Uh, mm-hmm. First, one one thing I thought of was uh, for veterans. Uh, if you're a veteran, you automatically get the first-time homebuyer. You qualify for that, correct? Yes. That, the, the VA and the, uh, the vets, yeah, it doesn't matter if you've uh, owned a house before or not. That's something that you automatically, yeah, you can, as long as you're within uh, income requirements. Um, and now especially, I mean, it's so, they've raised them to such a level where almost, yeah, guaranteed that yeah, well, if you're a veteran, if you're trying to, to get yeah. it, you're going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. Uh, Carrie, I wondered, and when Jason said, uh, do you do you have a, seasonal lag like in the winter even if it's not snowy and icy or is it snowy and icy? Well, we get a lot of rain in Portland, Oregon, so um, and and it does tend to taper off. And I don't know if it's because of the rain because we're used to that, but I think it more has to do with the holiday season. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. stops thinking, of, they, they just stop thinking about anything, you know, right around this time of the year and it doesn't mm-hmm. pick back up again until, you know, right after January maybe. Um, and so people will tend to take their houses off the market or it, because buyers aren't looking or they just don't want to show it during those those months. But I, I definitely think, in fact, um, our, our MLS, our multiple listing service, um, tracks showing activity on our lockboxes. And we are, let's see, 
between October 5th and October 18th, we were down 5.5% for showing activity from the week before. Hmm. And it could be due to the, the tax credit people, you know, less people are looking because they feel like they've lost their opportunity. Um, that's kind of that's kind of my thought on it, only because um, you know we still haven't. Tomorrow's really the day that people start. Once once Halloween hits, the rest of the season <laughs> is over here. <laughs> so um, I really I'm 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 hopeful about you know the vote and how how it actually turns out with uh, the extension and possible expansion of the tax credit. Um, mostly because and and I like how they you know. We need to get through these these next few months. They're they're um, they're slow, just seasonal slow. And I think if there was that incentive only until the spring, which is, tends to be a busier time of the year, I think in our area anyway, um, people will get out there and and they will continue doing you know going out and looking at property, putting contracts on property. Um, a lot of the short sales that we have, you know, they're getting missed because pe the buyers feel like they don't have enough time for them. We need to get some of those right. on the market as well. So mm -hmm. that's what I was thinking. Putting the deadline on it like that was forcing people to either make it to make a decision they really weren't quite ready. With a little more time, they can make a good choice, and that's what right. people are really trying to do. So exactly. Um, to, and, and one reason why I wanted to, I thought it was interesting to talk about uh, other markets and other areas, because the the conversation with the people is interesting. But you know, it's like all you hear is the news, um, mm -hmm. and but it's I think people want to hear what's. Oh, I see. I think Gail popped in here. Um, that they want to. Um, uh, here, what's really going on? It doesn't have right. to be all negative, you know. Not right. that we need to sugarcoat it, but it's interesting. What's really going on? I find right. it interesting. So, um, well, I think it's a great, it's a okay. good talking point um, yeah. when you're when you're talking for me anyway. When you're talking with buyers and sellers, well, you know, it's it's extended through April. If it's if it gets extended through April, well, why does that benefit them? You know, why mm -hmm. if you're thinking about waiting till the spring to put your house on the market, why would it benefit you more to put it on now? Because those first-time home buyers are not going to be looking as as much right. at, in right. the spring. And it get, right, it gives more people uh, a look at your stuff. Jason, I had a question for you. What about refinances? Um, because of the interest rates, should people, if they hadn't looked at it before, look at it? I mean, I, I in regards to my clients, um, past clients especially. I am a huge component of at least um, reviewing, if not annually, at least every two years, um, just any sort of situation in regards to possible refinances. You know, I like to touch base with clients. Like, obviously, I'm not somebody who pushes this. I'm not trying to, you know, make a deal out of nothing when somebody doesn't need it. That's obviously not the way that myself or Continental works. But I definitely like to have systematic reviews to see where somebody's at and what sense it'll make based on, you know, what their financial plans are. A lot of times um, we take it to the next step. We get in touch with the financial planners or the accountants. Um, a lot of people, you know, when your kids were, you know, you purchased a house, your kids were 14 years old, now they're 18, they're going to college. There's a lot involved. So when um, interest rates are as tantalizing as they are now, um, even more of a reason to do just a quick review to kind of see, all right, does this make sense? Like, let's figure out the math involved here. And 
let's see if uh, there's something that should be done or I'll advise them for future planning. Um, right. What, what I'm curious about is I'm, I'm guessing the first time, obviously, homebuyers credit for existing people are um, just based for purchases, and that's how it's been. Um, I'm curious to see if at any point in time they might try to do something that would spark um, a refi market. What, with rates being so low for so long, um, generally there's not a lot of people out there with that much higher rates, you know, especially since your stated income loans have been gone for a while now. Um, and those types of loans or your adjustable rate mortgages, most of these have been adjusted, and most people nowadays like have rates that are well below 6%. So when it comes down to it, um, I'm a huge component of just kind of doing a review, but, you know, it's by case thing when it comes down to refinancing. Did I lose you guys? I'm here. Oh, sorry. I thought I lost you. Mildred, you still here? <laughs> I think we might have lost Mildred. I think hey, you yeah, sorry. lost oh, no, there we go. Yes, you did. You did. You know what? And so I had to dial back in. Uh, technical difficulties. I'm sorry. So is Gail, <laughs> was that you? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. No, that's good. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. So I kind of left off at, you know, planning with Jason talking about planning and things. Um, so did you fin get to finish what you were saying or? Oh uh, yeah, pretty much completed. <laughs> yeah, no, he made a really good point and I, and I just want to step in and say I think that's a great way to, um, really be a value to your clients is to kind of, you know, we, they have financial planners and, and you, I think you're kind of a key proponent for that as, you know, helping them to, you know, if they need to, of course not, not making it, like, if it doesn't make sense for them, but helping them to see if it makes sense. Right. Well, I mean, I, I spend a lot of time, and, and most clients, um, especially the ones um, that already have, um, you know, their financial situation intact and they are working with somebody, it is so important to make sure that you're on the same page with the other people in the financial sector that are giving advice. So um, based on their plan, um, a lot of times um, – directly in touch with that financial planner or the accountant just to make sure that we're advising the same way and our strategies are the same. Like you can't, you can't imagine how many times um, a mortgage person is basically advising the client one way, a financial planner is advising another, and then an accountant is advising another. You really, for the best results for a client and establishing and creating their wealth, you have to be on the same page with their, you know, the people that are referring. And a lot, I mean, uh, advising. And a lot of times you got, um, you got parents. Uh, mm -hmm. a, a lot of times I'm on, when you got the, your late 20s, early 30 buyers, um, a lot of these folks that, you know, their parents are involved and they're dealing with strategies like from 1960, 1970, which might not be um, the way things are. I mean, granted, I'm pretty young. I'm in my mid-30s, and the generation before me, yes, they may have had these 30, staying in houses for 30 years, burning the mortgage parties, whatever that was. I'm not really familiar with it, but it was out there, and people were doing it. But the average person, as you guys in the industry know, is staying in a house from five to seven years. So I'm advising based off of timelines, game plans, um, upgrades, 
children going to college, where a lot of times I get some of these financial planners or parents, no disrespect, but they're dinosaurs. They're using logic from 30 years ago that doesn't really apply and isn't helping out their children, but since they're so forceful and adamant about it, they think it's correct. A lot of times I have to sit down with um, these folks and be like, look, this is math. This is just based on numbers. It's not me reinventing the wheel. This is your game plan. This is how we're going to achieve it. So a lot of times that's my focus when I'm having these discussions with especially younger first-time home buyers um, that are getting advice from, you know, a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Would you find that true, Gail? I mean... Um, yeah, I appreciate what you're saying there. Um, and as far as um, burning mortgages, uh, that that <laughs> that is something of the past. But uh, um, I, I also appreciate what you're saying. Uh, you know, I missed a lot of the conversation. I'm guessing that you've spoken today on the uh, sounded like I came in on the uh, the tax credit, and I'm guessing that you're talking about what is perhaps happening or what we're hoping to happen. Is yeah. that right yeah. yeah yeah basically the senate has uh, more or less has passed this like within the next week and by the time we do our next radio show i think um that i'm gonna have in stone the actual um criteria on what's getting passed like uh, for, for starters i didn't really understand to begin with when they set a november 30th date to me it just seemed like a ridiculous day i'm not really sure why like it just like it, it was almost pulled out of the air it didn't really make sense to me like if you're going to stop a tax credit why wouldn't you stop it at the height of when sales are going on as opposed to when it's going to wind up tailing off what we were discussing, Gail, prior to you uh, zoning in, um, especially in our regions, us, me and Mildred being in the northeast, this is where we get into a slow time, weather starts getting bad, less buyers out there, and it's like, why would you cut off an incentive for people to buy when the market is basically getting to its slowest? After yeah. they came out with this April 30th date, all of a sudden I was that makes so much more sense because as we all know, like we start getting those buyers trying to uh, – you know, make the move in summertime, school ends in June, you start getting into contracts in your, you know, April uh, marches, and you can make these transitions, and it kind of works out for everybody, and it makes more sense because you wouldn't need to have it sparked. Plus, the economy is just getting started in that right direction, and we still have both sides of the fence kind of like, ah, which, which, are we out of the recession? Are we still in the recession? Where are we? And I think it was a good call, and I'm actually very happy that Congress made that call, and we'll keep everybody posted within the next week on what the actual criteria is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, I, I received uh, this morning from NAR. Uh, Carrie, did you speak about that? Were you talking about the what NAR sent us this morning? Um, not too much. You can... All right. Well, you probably read had, it more than I did. Well, there was a lot of calls from realtors that had gone into uh, NAR this morning because of the news yesterday, and um, so we we got the um, actual information of what's going on. We're still encouraging our agents, our members, uh, to be calling uh, to to go to the call for action because uh, right now the Senate has uh, they have agreed on certain things, and after the Senate action. If passed, the legislation, legislation must still go to the House of Representatives for consideration. Um, so there's lots of steps that have to be taken before anything is finalized, but uh, uh, they, they, they're feeling relatively um, optimistic about it. 
Uh, last week, um, uh, Lawrence Yoon, who is the uh, chief economist for the for NAR, was in Boise, and he spoke at um, our realtor membership meeting and also at our Idaho housing conference that we had, which was really interesting. Um, and he had, uh, of course, told us that by the end of this week, last week, and sh and hopefully by the end of this week, that they will pretty much know what's going on with this whole thing. Because it's not just, a, it, it, it could be an expansion. Did you speak about that also? A little bit. That we're not it's just talking about it, extending it, but we're, they're talking about expanding it to, um, to other home buyers. That certainly yeah. would be we touch base on that. They're actually um, $6,500 is the number for um, people that aren't first-time home buyers to give them an additional incentive. And uh, hopefully, like I said, by the next time we all speak, um, that'll be written in stone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and what, and what I'm what I'm reading is that nothing has been voted, but that there are some ag agreements, but it still has to go to the the floor for a vote, both Senate and um, House. Correct. So that, that's what was from NAR this morning. Well, I, I, I guess I'll just put a little, a little bit of information from Boise, I guess, uh, and I'm, I'm guessing it's the same. I mean, obviously, um, unemployment is the biggest issue in our, in our whole economy situation, and even with the house buying, getting people off fences, they're still in a situation where um, this – the, the showings definitely have decreased, and and perhaps it is that November 30th date, and perhaps it is also, um, as you said, uh, the fact that we're coming into a slower season anyway, because it's the same way here, <laughs> coast to coast, we are coming into what is historically a slower uh, period of time for um, activity, but... Uh, there's still buyers out there, though, but the showings and the, the listings are going down, you know, the prices are going down, um, but that's not helping <laughs> at this yeah. point. We have something here for first-time home buyers for Nassau County on Long Island and Suffolk County on Long Island. Now, the Suffolk money was used up, but then it starts again each year. The Nassau County, there were still funds, and it's a $25,000 grant that has um, income levels and um, certain restrictions, you know, years in the home and everything, but it's a grant, which is a good thing. So it's almost like people still here have more time mm -hmm. to get their paperwork together and see if they qualify for some of these programs. Um, and there's even a construction loan grant that goes along that's $10,000. So you could get a $35,000 grant to buy in Nassau County. So um, I was wondering, we had the state program in New York State. Do you have that in Oregon or Idaho, something we, like they have in Texas? We have, um, there's the Portland Development Commission loan that is, you know, Portland Development Commission is, is trying to gentrify specific areas, and so if you're going to buy in those areas, there's some criteria, but yeah, there's that. And then I'm actually working on one right now, which I don't think is just specific to Oregon, but it's an FHA 203K rehab loan. Oh, okay. So mm -hmm. that is kind of a construction loan um, right. where mm -hmm. similar to that. So um, I, I'm sure there's other loans out there. I know I've been learning about other programs, but those are the two that I know of for sure. 
Yeah, you don't have the state program then. Like no, it's it's kind of more area specific. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. We do. We have uh, we have uh, Idaho housing. We have uh, first time home buyers, right. and we also have uh, something that sounds somewhat similar to what you were talking about, Mildred, uh, where our people can actually uh, they can because the eight thousand dollars, of course, is a credit. It's not helping them at the uh, you know bringing money to the table. So we do have an assistance program where they can actually have money um, right up front so that they're mm-hmm. able to purchase homes. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's good. What about Carrie? Um, um, you know, I, I don't think we do. I know that when there was a lot of discussion on whether or not this eight thousand dollar tax credit can be used as a down payment, mm-hmm. um, you know, some states had it in place where they could get like a, I think it's like a, a down payment assistance, but we don't have that, so it never really did anything for our state. Mm-hmm. It, um, yeah. So people were still having to come in with their down payments. And I, and I think that's where we as realtors and Jason as mortgage um, professionals can get, help people, give them the information, try and stay on the latest stuff um, to get them the information. Everybody I talk to, anybody I meet now that I'm taking their contact information to follow up, I ask them, are you a first-time home buyer? Are you a veteran? Because mm-hmm. they just might not realize that they're, uh, you know, um, can get, different programs and right. what's available. Right. So. Well, we have about, right now is huge. Yeah. Yeah. We have about four minutes left. And one reason why I thought this show, Gail, just so that we, as we're going forward here, one thing I thought that is interesting is to hear about different areas. And um, from a realtor's perspective as well as a consumer's perspective, because Sometimes I feel like uh, from the realtor's perspective, there's not as, a, as much information out there. And um, uh, so that's – and the different areas. Once uh, Gail and I, for our high school reunion, she's out there in Boise, and we just thought this was interesting. And Carrie is in Oregon, and so it's really coast to coast. So mm-hmm. um, any comments that you want to make about – I know what I'd like coming up, I'd like you you to talk about you're in the uh, National Association of Women Realtors. Yeah, is that women? Yeah, Women's Council of Realtors. My mom is probably well. We're both involved. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's interesting. From that's where it's that realtor information that's interesting, and also for consumers to hear some of the programs and things, because and to understand just more about it. So um, so now we have three minutes left. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anything you'd like to talk to on upcoming shows, if we start with Carrie and we'll kind of go to Gail Um, and Jason? uh, Let's see. I mean, I'm really interested to hear what what comes out of this, um, you know, this new proposal for the $8,000 tax credit Mm -hmm. extension and expansion. That's an ongoing conversation. and as I start getting more involved in my leadership roles, I think I'll have more <laughs> to talk right. about. Right. No, no. I, I'm looking forward to it. What about you, Carrie? Oh, that was that Carrie. Was, that was oh, Carrie. Oh, Gail. Okay, Gail. Sorry. Gail. <laughs> well, let's see. Well, uh, you know, um, bringing in some information from the chambers, I think, might be uh, interesting news for, uh, you know, for some of the folks that are, uh, mm-hmm. for, for sure, Um because because business, of course, is uh, the businesses that are going on. I, I mean, that's really the jobs. That's 
that is going to go hand in hand with our with our industry for sure. Right. So, okay, so that's actually a great idea because we have chamber people here and you have chamber people out there, mm-hmm, and a, mm-hmm. and that's the conversation I think will be. That's a, a really good idea. We could sort of feature a chamber for five or six minutes. Um, we have one minute. Jason, anything you want to uh, you'll Naturally, cover the mortgage news? Yeah. A, never at a loss for words, and B, <laughs> never at a loss for things to talk about. Uh, yeah. The market itself is kind enough to continuously dictate things for me to come on the show with. And mm-hmm. um, since I love the sound of my own voice, that's never going to be an issue. But obviously right now the forefront is the tax credit, so we'll keep hitting on that. And as other things um, in our region especially open up, I'll obviously keep the uh, listening audience abreast. Okay. Great. And um, yes, and, and we'll... good. I, I know you're running late, but um, yeah. I, I might... Have one minute. I might bring uh, my buyer's agent um, on board uh, to, to be on the call with us. Perhaps uh, I'll see what her schedule is next week because she has a, a different perspective from the Boise market. I'm I'm actually a listing agent. We work as a team. Uh, and and I think th- and I that would be great because I think uh, the team approach on everything, whether it's uh, the individual person or couples with their, you know, financial team and their real estate team or um, same thing with real estate agents, how you work in teams and how you can work things out. So I think that would be great. We're just starting to use buyer agents in mm-hmm. New York oh, and gosh. there's a lot of confusion about it. <laughs> and um, so I think that's great. And I think not only that it's Keller Williams because that's how, that's the model, which is what we like. Um, but for any agent or any almost oh. small business, too, yeah. you know, the team approach. Um, so we have nine seconds. Um, uh, so that's a great idea. I'm really looking forward to it. And I think that's just about it. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to turn right, your socks back. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, guys. Great. Uh-huh. Maybe I should tweet it.
Those were like interesting. Huh? 